praise the lord welcome to this beautiful sunday morning worship time that god has given to us we are so happy and glad that we are here together in the presence of the lord and rejoicing and glorifying him and uh, we are here to worship the lord and exalt his holy name isn't it good for us to come together and worship him and praise him this morning uh, would you join with us as we come together to worship him uh, let's pray that god will bless us and uh, minister to us speak to us and uh, that god will give us a wonderful time of worship in his presence and so i want to encourage every one of you to close your eyes and join with us as we pray and i want to request my brother sanjeev to lead us in prayer as we begin a gracious and most loving heavenly father god we praise you and thank you lord for this beautiful sunday morning that you have given us lord to come into your presence and lord to be with you and lord to lord receive from you lord jesus father god whatever you have in store for us this morning lord our hearts are open lord master to receive it lord jesus we pray oh god that you will pour out your showers of blessing yes, upon every one of us lord master thank you we pray oh god that everyone who's watching us lord master will lord master worship together to hear the word of god and lord master to be enriched lord jesus father god bless us master lord lead us lord holy spirit lord come and take control and worship lead us jesus. lord we pray that your mighty presence lord will be felt over here and lord in every home oh master we give you all the honor glory and praise in jesus mighty name we pray Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's sing together and worship him. Our God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. The one who was, who is and who is to come, he deserves all glory, honor, power and praise and worship. You are Alpha and Omega. strong and a mighty tower hallelujah the bible says so and if the bible says so it is true and it is unchanging hallelujah heaven and earth may pass away but his word will never pass away hallelujah oh we worship you lord 
safe in your loving hands hallelujah i'm safe because of your name oh god hallelujah hallelujah oh we worship you lord the name of the lord is a strong tower oh the righteous will run into it and they are saved Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. That promise of the Lord is so good. Amen. Would you say an amen to that promise of God? Hallelujah. He's not just a promise giving God, but he's a promise keeping God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Would you pick up your Bible and let's read the word of God. Uh, have you ever wondered any time in your life, you know, have you had questions about, oh yes, the Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous will run into it and they are safe. But have you had questions like this? How long will God allow evil to triumph? And why does God allow the wicked to swallow up the righteous or to persecute those who are more righteous than they? Have you had questions like that? While we sing these beautiful songs uh, proclaiming the promise of God, don't we also have such questions at times? How long will God allow evil to triumph? And why does God allow the wicked to swallow up the righteous? Sometimes we have those questions coming up in our minds. And that was exactly the question of prophet Habakkuk, one of the minor prophets in the Bible in the Old Testament. Habakkuk, a psalmist prophet, amazing songwriter as well, but a prophet of God. And uh, the name Habakkuk simply means that he is an embracer, he that embraces. And also the same name in Hebrew means a wrestler. And so uh, Habakkuk is wrestling with this question how long God will you allow tri evil to triumph and why does God allow the wicked to swallow up the righteous those who are more righteous than themselves and quickly to look at uh, what this prophecy of Habakkuk is all about and how it applies to our lives right now I want us to uh, look at a passage uh, in the uh, book of Habakkuk in chapter 1 and from verses 1 to 4 Habakkuk chapter 1 verses 1 to 4. The oracle that Habakkuk the prophet received. How long, O Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen or cry out to you violence, but you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is perverted. The prophecy that Habakkuk the prophet received and the first thing it begins with is the complaint of Habakkuk. How long Lord must I call for help but you do not listen or cry out to you violence but you do not save. And the big million dollar question that you and I are also asking today is the same thing looking at all of the evil the injustice that is happening in the world and also all of the evil and injustice the suffering the pain the sickness diseases the trauma that we also undergo personally in our lives we are asking this very same question how long Lord should I have to endure this and once we have fought through one battle and won over one crisis and made it through one thing the next thing is at our doorstep and we're asking the question, oh, from my childhood I've been suffering, from my young days I've been suffering, but how long is this going to go on, Lord? From the time I got married, this has been happening. From the time I had a child, it's been like this. From the time, Lord, I, 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 I got into this work, into this job, from the time I started this business, from the time, oh, how long, Lord? And I want to title this morning's message as Godly Questions of the Righteous. Godly questions of the righteous oh there are a couple of questions that Habakkuk is raising to God and as a godly man with godly fervor and uh, urgency and desperate need he's crying out to God and asking these questions and this is what God is replying in return in verses 5 and 6 in Habakkuk chapter 1 God's reply is this, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed Habakkuk for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told I am raising up the Babylonians that ruthless and impetuous people who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwellings not their own. I'm going to raise up a nation that is going to come and bring justice to the world. I'm going to bring justice to the unrighteousness that has been meted out to the righteous. I'm going to, uh, you know, bring justice by raising up the Babylonians. Oh, this is amazing. This is something which is amazing 
and god is saying you will not believe even if it were told to you this is what i'm going to do because habakkuk was almost at a point where he thought i'm at a point of no return and as a whole people of god this has actually been the cry of the people of israel now there were some who were genuinely righteous and there are some who are not righteous and the unrighteous were persecuting and uh, inflicting evil on the righteous and this is how god is replying and saying i'm going to raise up the babylonians but now on hearing that message while that might, that might sound like good news in the ears of you and i for habakkuk the questions that he had did not cease that only led him to a follow up question and the next question that he followed up to god was the second one why does god allow the wicked to swallow up the righteous firstly he began asking how long is this going to persist lord and when god is saying i'm going to raise up the babylonians to deal with the unrighteous in your own land he comes up with a follow up question asking why do you allow the wicked to swallow up the righteous lord that answer from god would not allow him to be at rest because this has been so much of suffering because this has been so much of pain and in verse 12 and 13 of habakkuk chapter 1 habakkuk is asking lord are you not from everlasting my god my holy one you will never die you lord have appointed them to execute judgment you my rock have ordained them to punish your eyes are too pure to look on evil you cannot tolerate wrong doing why then do you tolerate the treacherous why are you silent when the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves this seemed to be like a great burden that is burdening uh, burdening habakkuk and so it is even for us as god's people the righteous ones when we see the evil doer the wrong doer the unjust the the wicked and the one who is uh, supposed to be uh, you know enforcing the law and and enforcing righteousness in the land himself commits uh, all kinds of uh, treacherous things and bloodshed and is cause for the loss of the lives of innocent people and the one who is uh, you know trampling justice in the courts and the one uh, you know who is the cause of all chaos uh, you know of uh, health crisis and financial problems and everything the when the evil rise to power I mean this is you know across all nations around the world when they come to power and pomp you know what happens is they lose their mind and they begin to inflict all kinds of damage and uh, injury to the lives of people and the innocent people are suffering it is a common man like you and I are suffering it might be because of the nation's sin it might be because of the leadership the sin of the leadership of the land it might also be the sin of people around us in our own workplaces you know in our families or it might be something that you and i are questioning and so the first thing that uh, habakkuk is raising to god is the violence and the victories of the wicked the violence and the victories of the wicked they are seemingly having a great deal of victory while they are ex- exerting violence and so comes these two critical questions how long will you allow evil to triumph and why does god allow the wicked to swallow up the righteous and so as a follow up question as he asked god he's he's unable to take it and he continues on from verse 12 all the way down to verse 17 we don't have time to read the whole passage i would like to encourage you to read through the whole prophetic book of habakkuk that would be helpful to understand this message even better in verse 17 he says is he the babylonian the, the 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 wicked is he to keep on emptying his net destroying nations without mercy because that is what the babylonians have already been doing and are you actually lord giving them more power to do to exert more evil and sometimes god allows evil to thrive and flourish god permits god gives them a free hand because he is using going to use them to judge some other evil ones he's going to use them to judge and punish the wicked in some other place and so he allows the evil and the wicked ones to thrive and to grow and to flourish and to gain might and power and that's how it has been and uh, habakkuk is all confused even while god is saying i'm going to raise up the babylonians <laughs> habakkuk is saying lord why do you allow the wicked to swallow up those more righteous than them 
because he's talking about their own nation people of israel those who are god's people you know are you going to allow the wicked the babylonians to swallow up us we who are as a nation more righteous we are yours lord more righteous than them are you going to allow them to do this lord and that's when in number you know chapter number 2 god steps in and when god steps in he he establishes how he is sovereign hallelujah and that's something that we're going to look at and so the first thing that we're talking about is the violence and the victories of the wicked that that uh, habakkuk is raising up towards god in these two critical questions how long and uh, lord why do you allow evil to triumph over the righteous and let's continue to sing and worship god of his you know of his sovereignty and acknowledge this morning yes lord we don't understand but one thing we can say this morning yes lord is that you are sovereign and that is what he comes to secondly in the second chapter would you join with us and let's sing together and acknowledge even while we might have these same questions and we might be grappling with those questions in our own minds about our own lives our families why don't we say yes lord you are sovereign over us oh hallelujah we don't understand but all that we can say this morning is that you are greater you are bigger we don't understand we don't know the reasons we don't know it all but one thing we can say yes lord you are sovereign hallelujah there is strength within the sorrow Passionate 
understand amen why don't you tell the lord lord i don't understand lord hallelujah but you are sovereign over us hallelujah then there is strength within the sorrow there is beauty in our tears what a lovely song you meet us in our mourning with a love that casts out fear you're working in our waiting lord beyond our understanding you're teaching us to trust hallelujah Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you look at the Lord and tell him this morning, Lord, I come to you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Lord, I come. I confess bowing here. I find my rest without you. I fall
understand why things happen the way they happen we are so confused and we have many good and godly questions as your righteous people but we one thing we know this morning that you are sovereign and we need you lord when we don't understand we just want to fall back on you and say lord we trust you because we know that you are good hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord hallelujah amen to find the answer for what habakkuk asked the question that begged an answer of, and it was so consuming for habakkuk while habakkuk was asking that question lord look at the violence and the victories of the wicked lord and they are triumphing lord the response from god is this it is in second chapter second point i want to highlight about from this chapter uh, from chapter 2 is the virtues and the victories of the righteous the virtues and the victories of the righteous this is what god is requiring and bringing about to habakkuk's attention and to all of us let's quickly dive in while we have those important uh, tough questions of life that we constantly grapple with how long lord will you allow evil to triumph in this world how long will you allow me to suffer lord at the hands of all kinds of other things and other people which seem to be looking so unfair to me and the second question we asked why do you allow lord the wicked to swallow up those who are more righteous the lord is giving this answer notice this in chapter 2 and verses 2 to 5 then the lord replied write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it for the revelation awaits an appointed time it speaks of the end and it will not prove false though it linger wait for it it will certainly come and will not delay powerful passage powerful verse from god in verses 2 to 5 then the lord replied write down this revelation make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it for the revelation awaits an appointed time habakkuk i am revealing things to you about sending the babylonians to you sending the babylonians to you is the revelation that i have given to you and this revelation has to be made made plain on tablets of stone so that a herald may carry it and run through with it and proclaim it in the streets of israel for this revelation awaits an appointed time it speaks of the end it will not prove false it speaks of the ultimate end and the destiny of evil and that which i say about it will not prove false though it linger it might look like you have you are waiting on for a long time for me to act upon it though it linger it will certainly come it's not going to delay when i have an appointed time for it it's going to come and so the virtue of the righteous that god is speaking about here is the virtue of patience patience god is asking us be patient there's an appointed time for things to change for situations to change in your life there is an appointed time for you to experience you know freedom and deliverance from the problems and the sufferings of your life there is an appointed time that i have where i will send another powerful enemy who will overthrow the enemy who is right now against you who seems to be very powerful and mighty before you and god is saying all those challenges that you are facing has an appointed time for it to come to an end and and he is telling habakkuk write it on stone tablets in other words write it in such a way you know the reason why he is telling them tablets is that once it's inscribed on a tablet it cannot be rubbed off it's not like a parchment or scroll where it can decay over a period of time and it can waste away and the word of god will not be you know visible and it will not endure the the, the word the, the reason why god is asking him to write it on on tablets and not on scrolls is that this is something which is going to be in- imperishable this is something that i'm going to nail it this is something that i'm going to engrave it this is not going to change i am promising you habakkuk you repeatedly coming to me with righteous questions questions uh, that pertain to you know situations that you're facing in your life and as a nation as a whole and you representing them you are crying out to me as a righteous man with godly questions and i'm not going to turn you down because you have a follow up question and you know see this is not about some people will say oh you never ask questions with god no 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 
I, I don't think that God has, you know, asked us to just shut up and sit down and say, no questions. Nobody open your mouth. Nobody speak. No. I think God has given us the freedom to speak. Ask him questions. Now, we are not questioning God, but we are asking questions about situations that are happening in our life. There's a difference between questioning God's authority and who God is. There's a difference between having genuine questions about the struggles and the the issues of life with regard about which we grapple and we are trying to find answers and trying to make meaning and sense out of what's happening in this world and look at the situation that we are at right now with all the virus and everything that is happening it has affected both the unrighteous and the godly and so we might be having those questions why lord and when is this going to end lord god is saying in answer as we as we grapple with that question you know while you're trying to punish the wicked Lord, even the righteous are losing their lives. Don't we see that? While some people may call it as a judgment that is sent upon the whole earth. Well, it could be so. It could be true. Well, God is a righteous judge and he does punish sin. For men's sins, he does hold them accountable. And he does send plagues and pestilences. And that is, that there is a historical record to it. And, and here in the book of Habakkuk in chapter 2, you know, in fact, God himself says that a plague and pestilence is going to come. While God uses them, we have the question why and when Lord and why are those who are more righteous than the wicked are also suffering because of the consequence of the sin of some. Because while you come to judge them, everybody is coming under suffering. Everybody's finances are affected. Everybody's health is affected. Everybody's livelihood is affected. Even the innocent are suffering. Now that's a genuine question. And so God is not offended by the question, but God is patiently answering Habakkuk and now establishing his answer like he gave the law on stone tablets on Mount Sinai. He's giving the answer and he's saying, write it on stone tablets, engrave it, on, make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. So God is talking about an appointed time and, the, and when he's talking about an appointed time, that's answering the first question of how long, Lord? And the answer is, Habakkuk, be patient. Be patient. There is a time, appointed time. And the second question he asked was, Lord, why, Lord? Why are the wicked overpowering the unrighteous? And the answer is there. See, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright, but the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. The righteous person will live by his faithfulness. Indeed, wine betrays him. He's arrogant and never at rest because he's as greedy as a grave and like death is never satisfied. He gathers to himself all the nations and takes captive all the peoples. Yes, the enemy is puffed up. Yes, the desires of the enemy is not upright. But the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. So patience, faithfulness. He gives two responses. God is giving two responses. Habakkuk, be patient. Wait for my appointed time and be faithful. Be faithful. Continue to be faithful. And so the virtues, the answer is the virtues and the victories of the righteous. On one side, you have the violence and the victories of the wicked. On other side, when God responds to genuine godly questions that we ask as the righteous ones, he responds to us by enlightening us, opening our eyes for us to learn and grow in the virtues and the victories that you and I can experience as the righteous people of God. That's God's reply. Would you read with me also in chapter 3 verses 16 to 19. In fact, chapter 3 is a response to this that God has given as an answer. You see, when God answers Habakkuk, talking about be patient, Habakkuk. There's an appointed time where I will deliver you. There's an appointed time when I will punish the wicked. There's an appointed time and, I, and, and write it on tablets of stone. And then he's also talking about be faithful. Continue to be faithful to me. Continue to be righteous. Let the righteous man be righteous. Let the wicked continue to do more wickedness. Let the one who is pure be pure. That's what God is saying. Yes, indeed the enemy is puffed up. Yes, the desires of the enemy is not upright. But let the righteous person, they, the righteous will live by their faithfulness. How will you survive during this time? How will you get through with all of this that is happening around you? How will you, you know, come past all of this by your own faithfulness to me? 
the victory is through the virtues so the virtues and the victories of the righteous patience and you will live by your faithfulness you will thrive because of your faithfulness you will survive this because of your faithfulness by your patience and faithfulness you will endure this because of your patience and faithfulness you will overcome this you will still be blessed because of your patience and faithfulness and so when god gives this emphatic response he's not only writing on tablets of stone but you know what he's saying not only that that in chapter 2 you will also find five woes that he proclaims on the babylonians which emphasizes the seriousness of the judgment of the wicked five woes it's not just one woe five and then the ultimate seal the nail on the coffin is in chapter 2 and verse number 20 chapter 2 verse 20 the lord is in his holy temple let all the earth be silent before him the lord is in his holy temple let all the earth be silent before him nobody shall speak when god acts nobody can say anything nobody will be able to find a meaning or a solution it is only the righteous who will be able to find an answer from the word of God. And this morning, brother, sister, you and I find an, have found an answer with the questions and the issues of life that we grapple with and the complex issues of life that you know, come and affect us in such a way where we are unable to explain it to ourselves nor to others as to why all of this is happening to us or why all of this is happening in the world. The virtues and the victories of the righteous, by that we will prevail, the, by your patience and by your faithfulness which the wicked will not understand. And God is saying, the Lord is in his holy temple. God has risen up amongst his people, in his holy temple, amongst his holy people. God dwells among the praises of his people and God has risen up in the holy temple of God, among the people of God. You and I are the temple of God. It's not just the four walls of a building, but it is you and I. We, the people of God, the church of Jesus, the bride of Christ, we are the temple of God. In the book of Corinthians, when Paul is writing to the church at Corinthians, he says, don't you know that you yourselves, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit? Referring to the whole church. You and I, God has risen up in his temple. God is in his holy temple. Hallelujah. I want somebody to put your hands together in your home and praise God and say, yes, Lord, you are among us in our home. You are among us in our church. You are among us as your people of God. You are among us. God is in his holy temple. Hallelujah. He's not absent from your midst. He's very much present. Hallelujah. Very much present. And let all the earth be silent before him he also says in another verse i'm not going to refer to it now but i'm just quoting it let the whole earth be filled with the knowledge of the glory of god as the waters cover the sea god is going to fill the whole earth with the knowledge of the glory of god as the waters cover the sea this is an emphatic response by god and this psalmist prophet does not want to disengage right now before God stops speaking. While God is speaking, he's immediately responding. While God speaks in chapter 2, he's immediately responding in chapter 3 by writing a song, a song that the whole community of God's people could sing, a corporate song, because he's come in representation of uh, the corporate people of God, the whole community of God's people. And so this psalmist prophet does not want to disengage before God stops. Just like Abraham, you know, he continues to correspond with God when God came and met with him outside the tent. As a true son of Abraham, Habakkuk, you know, did not return to his place just like Abraham until God would stop communing with him and immediately Habakkuk responds to him and he writes a song to be sung by the faithful Jewish righteous community. And that's chapter 3. That is chapter 3. And this song is just exemplifying or bringing out the virtues and the victories of the righteous. The virtues and the victories of the righteous that we will be patient, Lord. Even though we don't see any sign of change, we will continue to believe that you are good, that you have an appointed time and we believe in that inscribed word of God that has been inscribed in our hearts, that has been given to us on print. We, we will continue to believe that and we wait for your time and we will continue to be faithful to you. That's exactly what Habakkuk is writing right now. And would you read with me in chapter 3 and verses 16 to 19. We don't have time to read the whole chapter. I would encourage you to go back and read the whole prophecy of Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 16 to 19. 
I heard and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. Yet I will wait patiently for the day of the calamity. You see, that's, the, that's a song. Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Yes. Though the fig tree does not bud yes. and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, though nothing seems to be budding, nothing seems to be flourishing, though nothing seems to be happening, so th- it looks like there no, seems to be no hope. It, it seems to be like God has spoken and God is telling us to be patient and faithful, but yet it seems to be like God is still far away, away from us. And it seems, still seems to be like any prayer that I pray doesn't seem to reach God. It doesn't seem to see, uh, be like God is answering any of my prayers. I don't see anything budding. I don't see anything flourishing. I don't see anything producing. anything multiplying i don't see anything right now and sometimes we believe after we see but god is saying you believe and the righteous will live by faith hallelujah shout a amen hallelujah touch your neighbor and say hallelujah put a hallelujah in that chat box this morning hallelujah and let's agree together and say yes lord we will believe and we will as a righteous live by faith hallelujah Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Though though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my savior, the sovereign Lord. Hallelujah. Didn't we just sing that song? The sovereign Lord, hallelujah, is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. The he enables me to tread on the heights. for the director of music on my stringed instruments a musician a psalmist prophet we need such psalmist prophets who will rise up during this season of time and write prophetic songs hallelujah and and songs that exemplify our faith and the virtues of the righteous in times of calamity and chaos in times of need in times of questions that we grapple with Hallelujah psalmist prophets not songwriters who will you know write songs to get a million hits on youtube <laughs> but we need psalmist prophets who will sing out songs to god and those songs were written and it was given handed over the the lyrics were ri- written in chapter 3 and handed over to the director of music on my stringed instruments to put music and melody to it and for it to be sung by the whole people of israel where this songs are not just songs sung to god but songs of teaching songs of teaching in ephesians you will find paul the apostle telling the church speak to one another with songs spiritual hymns hymns and spiritual songs sing to one another we need to sing prophetic songs to one another bringing out teaching which will stir up godly virtues in us of patience and faithfulness in times of chaos and need and questions that we have with regard to the issues and the meaning of pain and suffering that we face in this world habakkuk as the name means his name means wrestler he was wrestling with questions and his name also means the one who embraces and he though he had questions about critical issues of his life and his faith and his and god's nature of righteousness and justice and why god's delaying while he was grappling with all of these issues and he was trying to make sense and meaning out of all of this and he was unable to and he was asking god and he was complaining raising his complaints to god while you also do that wrestling with all of this it's time that you and i embrace as habakkuk means uh, one who embraces we embrace patience and faithfulness and sing a prophetic song this morning that becomes a song of praise would you join with us let's sing together far away a million miles
that is how you feel this morning? But I don't know what to say And I don't know where to start But as you give the grace And with all that's in my heart you sing, I will sing, I will sing I will praise Even in my darkest
and in that we praise you father thank you jesus hallelujah and so there are a few things that we want to close with right now some critical truths that we can infer from this whole prophecy of habakkuk and i'm just going to finish in a couple of minutes number 1 if you're writing down write this number 1 god allows the wicked to gain power and might god allows the wicked to gain power and might to execute his will of punishment upon other unrighteous ones though it looks unfair to see the wicked gain ground let me repeat that god allows the wicked to gain power and might to execute his will of punishment upon the other unrighteous though for us right now it looks so unfair to see the wicked gaining ground number 2 god is not constrained by time and space hence his acts go past the time frames we set or even our own lifetime often we don't live it long enough to see the full picture of how god acts how god does his work on earth number 2 let me repeat that once again god is not constrained by time and space hence his acts go beyond our time frames or even our lifetime often we don't live long enough to see the full picture unfold before our own eyes but god is acting god is at work number 3 you lament for both the suffering of good people in the hands of sinners and the pain that affects them which is caused by the punishment that god brings upon the whole earth upon the sinners and so you wonder why or when this will stop but there is an answer there there is a permanent end to all of this there is a permanent end that god will bring to all of this while we lament for both the suffering of good people in the hands of sinners and also the pain they have to endure because god is sending a punishment upon the whole earth because of those sinners but there's a permanent end that god will bring for all of this number 4 truths that we can infer your patience and faithfulness the virtues we talked about right in the second point your patience and faithfulness in the backdrop of godly questions in times of pain shall turn into a corporate prophetic song of praise that we are raising up right now together inspiring faith and hope in tune hallelujah <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Let me repeat number 4 once again. Your patience, our patience and faithfulness while we grapple with all of these questions and pain and problems that we face in this life which seem to be so unfair. Our faith and our patience and faithfulness in the backdrop of godly questions shall turn into a corporate prophetic song of praise inspiring faith and hope in tune. Hallelujah. faith and hope is moving in tune hallelujah you know there's a pun on the word when i say in tune in tune in song with music and also it goes hand in hand in tune and so we sing a prophetic song this morning in closing hallelujah join with us and sing
we going to do now i want to encourage us to look at a person sitting next to you unless if you're all alone but if you are sitting next to somebody why don't you look at the other person and encourage them by singing to them you know singing to them by looking at them and or holding their hands and say what a faithful Jesus comes in his glory. Amen. Amen.